Irish mythology tells of many stories regarding a supernatural race lurking in the background of the mythological history of Ireland and assaulting various invaders one after another, while pursuing unrelenting wars for years until being at last defeated by the magical Toady Danon. This mythic race was the Fomorians, a group of monstrous creatures whom from some accounts came from under the sea or beneath the earth, and were portrayed as hostile giants that only brought chaos upon any other beings they could have came across with. Fomorians were enemies of Ireland's first settlers and the destined opponents of the Toidi Danon, another supernatural race in Irish mythology. This relationship between both races is reported as very much complex and has been likened to the relation the Jotnar bore with the Asgardian gods from Norse mythology. Based in some legends, the Fomorians are described as one of the earliest races to have invaded and settled in Ireland, and seem to have originally been regarded as malevolent spirits dwelling underwater or within the nether regions of the earth. They were sometimes depicted as monstrous abominations, hideous-looking creatures and often painted as mystical entities said to have possessed the power over certain natural phenomena, particularly over the harmful and destructive elements associated with nature. While in contrast, the Toidi Danon were perceived as gods for their superior skills in the various arts of druidry, prophecy, magic and represented the growth of Ireland's first form of civilization. The English term Fomorian came from the Old and Middle Irish in which the race used to be called Fomor. But there are several explanations regarding the name of this mythological race whose etymology has been debated for years. For the first part which is now generally agreed to have came from the Old Irish Fo, stands for the words below, under, or beneath. Meanwhile the meaning behind the second part is less clear, and it is this part that has particularly generated debates among scholars for decades. One interpretation is that it comes from the Old Irish Moor, which is the translation for sea that suggests something like those from under the sea, and thus these creatures were seen as a race of beings that came from far below the waters surrounding Ireland or viewed as the undersea ones. While another interpretation that is more popular led many to believe that earlier depictions of them as sea monsters or any other beings related to the sea, were discounted as based on false etymology, so the more in their name is not the word for sea as generally supposed, but for the word great or large, which is similar to what we see in the etymology of the term Morrigan that carried the popular Irish goddess to her famous name of Great Queen. Therefore, the Fomorians were perceived as large beings or the great underworld ones, or even the giants who came from the netherworld. A third suggestion that has more support among scholars is that it comes from a hypothetical Old Irish term for phantom or spirit, equally found in Morrigan, leading to the renowned epithet of Phantom Queen. And as such, the term Fomorian would thus mean something like underworld phantoms. They were now more commonly pictured as the remnant ghosts of ancient divinities whose people were subjugated in early invasions, or the phantoms of those who died during the flood, but still decided to remain in Ireland and intermarried with the later invaders. Using this translation as a major point, some account would interpret the name as standing for the concealed state of a demon, and thus supporting the reality that Fomorians were just like the latent and hostile powers of chaos. In later times, any settled pirates or seaborne raiders were labeled Fomorians which was influenced by the Viking raids on Ireland that were taking place around that time, and as a result, the original meaning of the word was forever forgotten.
The origins of the Fomorians are uncertain, though many sources mention that they arrived in Ireland from the sea, there is still little evidence that really determine who actually were these creatures. But there is a general agreement that every myth of Ireland's settlement related in the Book of Invasion, Lebor Gabala Aaron, and other texts are based from ancient history, but even so the question remained as to who these demonic beings could have been. Some claim that this race had been seafaring people descended from Noah, who were cursed then became mutated creatures with bodies completely bizarre from one another, coming forth in various shapes and sizes which were the characteristics specific to Fomorians. So it would be common belief that a Fomorian born without any mutation was devoid of any noticeable personality as well. They were only accustomed of seeing their own mutated bodies, thus, a Fomorian who was born normal with all fingers and toes, was doomed to be killed as a monster. As a race of supernatural beings, the Fomorians were famous for having the power to control certain destructive forces of nature, and because of that the term Fomorian became analogous of disease, disaster and plague which were also known as the different means by which they defeated their enemies with. During the invasion of Ireland, the medieval myth of Partholan says that his followers and himself have first invaded the island after the biblical deluge and settled there, introducing the breeding of cattle, the building of houses, and made all four plains cleared and habitable for the people. According to the tradition, they explored the length and breadth of the land, but while they were in Donegal County they encountered a fearsome race of people from Tory Island, and these were the Formorians who were already living there for about hundred of years. The people of Partholan quickly found that they could not live in peace with the Formorians and engaged in several battles with them for dominion over the land. They would defeat the Fomorian king of that era along with his army during the Battle of Mahith, but the war was not over, and pursued for many more years until the Fomorians ultimately triumph over their opponents by unleashing a plague upon them from which they died within a single week, subsequently wiping out the existence of Partholan and his people from Ireland. There have been some speculations surrounding the reason why the Partholans who actually originated from Greece landed in Ireland, one of those being because their leader was cursed for committing the sin of killing his family in a war of succession. So he believed that this could be lifted or have no effect if he goes far enough from his home, only taking his close relatives and followers with him then start traveling until arriving in Ireland. Therefore, what happened to the Partholans was simply the fulfillment of the curse that has been placed upon their leader so many years before. Whenever defeating another race, the Fomorians would proceed to enslave them regardless of the damage they have previously caused. This happened to Numid and his people who attempted to invade Ireland 30 years later following the death of the Partholans, but they ultimately failed, and ended up enslaved by the Fomorians who demanded a heavy tribute of two-thirds of their children, grain and cattle to be paid to them. In order to break free from their slavery, the descendants of Numid gathered an army of 60,000 people that rose up against the Fomorians, whom in opposition returned the favor by attacking them with a huge fleet, then a huge slaughter followed from both sides. Only some few Numidians survived and escaped, those who were forced to abandon Ireland and fled to other parts of Europe would become the Firbalg, another group of people who later settled in Ireland but then were conquered by the following group who were none other than the Tuaidi Danann, the famous gods and goddesses of the Goidelic Irish who defeated the Firbalg in the First Battle of Mag Turaid. 
During this battle however, the King Nuada of the Toibi Danon lost his arm and was no longer physically capable of keeping his position within the tribe. After many years following the forge of a ceasefire between the two remaining forces in Ireland, the Fomorians and the Toidi Danon would come to maintain a certain relationship with one another and would frequently intermarry. So the throne was given to the half-Fomorian Bress Mac Elitha, born from the union between Eriu of the Toidi Danon whom Ireland has been named after and the Fomorian Prince Elitha. While the earliest narratives do not distinguish one Fomorian from another in terms of appearance, there were also good-looking Fomorians found in the latter sources of the myth, which was the case of both King Elitha and his son Bress who were described as very handsome men with golden hair. In Irish mythology, King Elitha was counted of being different from the other Fomorians in terms of personality, and was rather interested in justice than generating conflicts with other people. But unfortunately the great majority of Fomorians didn't share his ideology, but acknowledged themselves as warlike creatures as generally related by stories surrounding them in which they took way more pleasure in waging war. Although Bress was of equal physical beauty compared to his father, he nevertheless turned out to be a despicable king who favored his Fomorian kindred and forced the Toidi Danon to work as slaves and pay tribute to them. His reign lasted for a very short period of time as he lost authority for neglecting his kingly duties of hospitality, and Nuada was restored to kingship after his arm was replaced with another one made of silver. But the Fomorian oppression on the Toidi Danon continued. After losing the throne, Bress appealed for the Fomorian assistance then went to his father to have the kingship restored back to him. But Elitha refused to join him in the upcoming battle against the Toidi Danon on the ground that his son should not try to gain by force what he was unable to keep by fair means. Despite being turned down by his father, Bress would instead turn towards a more warlike Fomorian chief renowned for an interesting ability he was known to unleash in battle. This fierce Fomorian was the giant Balor whose evil eye was so destructive and poisonous that it could wreak havoc anything it looked upon. It would even be that power which earned him the reputation of the most terrifying Fomorian king that ever lived. Balor agreed to support Bress and together raised a powerful Fomorian army to fight against the people of the goddess Danu for the throne. Interesting enough, the gigantic and evil Balor was also related to the Toidi Danon through his daughter, whose son was another half-Fomorian leader plus one of the most famous figure in Irish mythology, the Great Lu. And as the warriors raged to war, the Toidi Danon finally met the Fomorians in the greatest combat of the Second Battle of Moitura that marked the occurrence of some major events in Ireland. The King Nuada would lose his life to the evil eye of the Fomorian King Balor. And as prophesied before his birth, Lu would slain his grandfather to avenge his fallen comrades and freed the tribe from the tyranny of Bress, which drove the Fomorians to their downfall as well as losing their central role in Irish mythology. Ireland has never seen anything more terrifying than the army of the prehistoric Fomorians, who mercilessly plundered Ireland from the sea. This fierce horde of tyrannical beings believed to have been some of the earliest inhabitants of the British Isles, who occupied both Scotland and Ireland were now reduced into shadow of their former selves, while in other account they were entirely destroyed or forced to flee into the ocean where they originated from as generally believed, no longer posing a threat to the people of Ireland. If you've enjoyed the video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe and don't forget to share with those who might enjoy like you did yourself.
consider leaving me a comment of what you think or thought of the Fomorians from Irish mythology. And as always, stay curious.